Mama, baby. Take two. We decided to restart. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, welcome to the Pure Joy Project. My name is Paul Anigan. I'm Bennett Diffley. I'm Daniel Reed. And after four weeks, uh, we get the opportunity um, to be ministers of the greatest news to ever grace the planet. Come on. Um, so the Lord has graced us with a chance to hop back on the mics. It's been too long. Um. So here we are, and I'm and I'm absolutely hyped. Uh, so Danny, give me give me this season in a recap. Try this again. Yo, this season has been weird. Uh, I feel like most people can probably attest to that in their own stories. But yeah, it's just been an interesting season. Uh, I've been walking through a bunch of different stuff. Um, a lot of it not easy, but sharpening nonetheless. Um, there's definitely a ton of lessons to be garnered from what I'm walking through. Um, and yeah, I think a big takeaway I've got is a question that a bunch of different people have asked. They're going you know, like, Daniel, what are you not believing that is true about the Lord? Um, and so I've just been wrestling with that, sitting on different truths found in Scripture. Um, and yeah, just, just setting on in, grinning and bearing it. But yeah, Bennett, what about you, man? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, this time for everybody has been has been weird. Um the, the just the calendar year of 2020 in itself um did i just say 2020 hey it works i think i did you're but, a long way ahead brother um, 20,000 years I am. ahead I'm of so, us i'm Holy so cow. ahead uh, it's nine o'clock i'm not i'm not a huge morning person Hopefully as some Christ of you may know so we're <laughs> yeah so we're uh so we're vibing this morning um yeah it's uh it has been a weird season um there's been growth um there's been um, some struggles. There's been um, fellowship, friends, family. A uh, lot of different, a lot of different things going on for me right now. As the world is starting to to kind of get itchy and open back up, and and the weather's super nice, and um, people are wanting to get out and move and live, and and uh, all of these things. So uh, it's been good for me. Um, I'm blessed. Um, I'm grateful for the the people that he's put in my life. Um, and, and grateful for the challenges that he's put in front of my family and, and, and my friends for us to work through and, um, and, and to use that to grow closer to him. So, um, mm. it's been good. Come on, Paulie, what do you got? dude. I, so I, as, as most of y'all know, the listeners, I work at Canicut camps during the summer, um, a place where the Lord works in a way that I just never seen before. And it's pretty incredible. Um, that's a huge understatement, but, 
I uh, was there for three weeks. I have an internship back at, at school, so where I am now. So I did not get the opportunity to spend my normal two months there. Um, but the three weeks I was there, that pushed me. The Lord opened my eyes to an opportunity for intentionality um, and just to like really sell out for the time I was there. And so um, spent those three weeks uh, being affirmed where I needed to be affirmed, sharpened where I needed to be sharpened, encouraged where I needed to be encouraged, and um, growing and, and just honestly – um, it really just led me being so like, show me, um, so many reasons to be thankful, um, that, that the Lord has given me an opportunity to be, uh, to be imitated as I imitate Christ. And so I get to, to lead some guys down there and that's what I got to do. And it was absolutely incredible. And, uh, it's so cool to watch a, the Lord just work in a guy's heart. Yeah. Um, so that time was amazing. And then I've been back here, started the internship and it's been a huge blessing. I'm working 40 hours and interning like 25 a week. So, um, that plus training for track and a lot of things is, um, it does stack up pretty quick and I'm planning out days as if I was in school and I'm not in school right now. So it's just kind of weird. Um, but it is sweet. And so, um, mornings like these, um, you know, the Lord shows me who he is in them. And so. I can't complain, Dude. man. I'm right where right where I need to be right now, you know? Yeah. Holy cow. Are we ready to unpack? Um, I think so. Dude, Come on, we're is, moving in, baby. This is incredible. Um, all right. So this is episode three. Uh, this is the the series of Redeemer um, about Jesus Christ, who who is the cornerstone that the church was, you know, that he is the church. He is the covenant. Um, and so we did two episodes before this. Um, if y'all haven't listened to him, uh, would highly recommend though. There's a lot of people that are way wiser than us that have done episodes on the same things. Uh, but so we did the life and the death, um, basically what they were, what scripture says about them, what they mean to us, etc. Um, and so to summarize those, uh, without scripture, I'll say the perfect man came and lived a flawless ideal life for us, uh, to model after. Uh, this man was also 100% God as he was 100% man. Uh, and then he died a criminal's death to set us free from a life in chains um, to, a, to a great like punishment that we deserved. Um, and then with scripture, I'd say, um, this is, I have one verse for the life and one verse for the death. Uh, so Matthew 20, 26 to 28 is my verses for life. Um, I just lied through my teeth. I have three verses for life, but they're in a pocket. Uh, so it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even the son of man came not to, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That is how I summarize the life of Jesus, right? He came, um, even though he was the greatest and most worthy and most worthy of praise, uh, he wanted none of it. And, and he came and he served and he gave up his life uh, that he, he didn't have to give. Um, and then Romans 5, 8, talking about the death. But God shows his great love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. <clears throat> Simply. While we were in the middle of stabbing him in the back, a perfect Savior, fully man, fully God, came and laid down his life for us when we deserved none of it. And so <clears throat> now that brings us to the most important of the triad of those three. None could happen without each other, but this is the one that changed everything. Because if Christ was not raised from the dead, then none of, none of this ministry matters. Come on. Um, so, 
And we're just going to kick it off. So why did Jesus need to, after facing, after living this life, this incredible life, this this 30 young years, um, by that 30 young, I mean from 30 to 33 because it's controversial. Um, after living this life and dying the most gruesome death to date um, for us, why did Jesus need to show himself on earth again? Let's go, Daniel. Hey, what's up? Roman, hey. Hey. Hello. 25. Hey, I just wanted to greet everybody, make them feel welcome. Love that, love that. Yeah, yeah I love that. <clears throat> Paul writes, Romans 4.25, He was handed over to die. This is Jesus. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Mm-hmm. So, the resurrection had to happen because in death, Jesus took the place of our sins. We were washed clean by Christ's blood. There's a bunch of songs about it and whatnot. But because of the resurrection, we have now been raised to life with Christ if we have professed faith in him and are raised with him. We are now no longer slaves to sin. We are now no longer dead in our sin. We have been raised to life with Christ and salvation is not possible. Death brought justification for sin resurrection brought salvation there's now life after death because jesus lives come on that's that's a whole sentence right there there is now life after death because jesus lives oof oof that's short and sweet bennett what do you got man yeah i mean that's that right that's short and sweet that's (laughs) all we need to know um i like to put it in in um ways relatable to me or ways that i can understand right so so everyone close your eyes and imagine this with me here. You're down you're down six, right? The other team just scored. We're talking football. You're down six. The other team just scored a touchdown to go up six. You got a guy, best punt returner in the world, say, best kick returner in the world, best best athlete on the field at all times, doesn't matter. He says, Coach, put me back there for the kick. I'll crib it. We win the game, Super hmm. Bowl, whatever. I'll crib it promise on everything i'll take it to the house we win right so coach says okay get back there you can take the kick ball flying to him he catches it clean running to the left couple jukes couple sticks spin move whatever right one-on-one in open field with the last defender just stiff arm bodies him to the floor he's running wide open end zone 20 10 now imagine if he doesn't score. Imagine if he just stops. Hmm. Takes a knee. You lose. Then what? Then what? You get on the bus, you head home, you lost. No, he's he's got a crib it, right? He said, for starters, he said, look, I'm the guy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the ball. I'm going to crib it for us. We're going to win. He said that. In scripture, he said, like, hey. I'm going to take care of this. I promise. Like, like on me, like I got it. Hmm. Then he, he starts to do what he says. What if he didn't finish it? Like, what if he didn't finish the play? What if he didn't score? What if he didn't like, you know what I mean? Like, like what if, like, what if he didn't finish it? Like you got to finish the play. So first Corinthians 15, uh, verse three. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scriptures said. So like I was saying, 
um, he he has to score in order to fulfill what he said to to hold up on on his end of the promise and to prove that he was like that he was the real deal that he was the guy that he was going to like going to crib it you know what i mean hmm. verse four he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day just as the scriptures said he was seen by peter and then by the 12 after that he was seen by more than 500 followers at one time uh, most of whom are still alive uh, though some have died uh, then he was seen by James and later by the apostles. Last of all, um, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. Um, so like it was saying, as the scriptures said, or in other readings, in accordance with the scriptures. Hmm. So, I mean, in short, for me, it's one of those things like when somebody says they're going to do something and then they start to do it and you're like, oh man, like they're, like they're doing it. They're doing it. Like, like they're, like they're going to hold up on their end. Like, like he's just got to finish that last, like that last little bit. He's got to score that touchdown. He's got to get in the end zone, um, and then, and then that's game. Hmm. We kind of talked about it in our very first episode. Jesus called game. He, I mean, he <laughs> ball last second bucket. So, um, so yeah. Come on. That's that's what I got, Paul. Let's what do you go, got? dude. I. Oh, that's such a great way to put it. I mean, in the Old Testament, there's an upper story to the entire Old Testament. Every story allegorically has something to do with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, like, if you look at um, the story of Abraham and Isaac, right, it is a father leading a son up a mountain to be a sacrifice Mm. that he didn't deserve to be Mm. in order to initiate rightness with God, right, and to prove faith. So that's basically Jesus' story told in allegory through Abraham and Isaac. And then you look at David, right? A Somebody who was not exactly physically special led into a valley to face certain death. And then through the power of, of the Lord, through the, the, the spirit coming upon him, is, that receives boy. victory, right? So like each story in the Old Testament, there's an upper story to the Old Testament where the entire thing is is fulfilled and it's Jesus. Um, so all of these prophecies that were told in the Old Testament, as you're saying, Bennett, he had to finish. So all the prophecies that were told in the Old Testament mean absolutely nothing if he doesn't do the 40th one. There's like 40 some odd things that said exactly who Jesus would be. And then there are even more that said what he would do. And Mm -hmm. so if, if Jesus didn't fulfill that final one, our scripture now has holes in it. Yeah, it would be washed. But but he stepped back from thirty feet and splashed it in the dude's face. Like and so so yeah, I love that. Bennett, you just got me fired up. Um so so Jesus had to show himself um to prove that death and sin had no hold on him or his children. And I think what's so cool is not only did Jesus resurrect, he became resurrection. Right. So John 11, 25 and 26 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall or yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe Mm. this? It says Mm. it asks. He asks. He asks. Do you believe this? So Jesus had to come to to show that that death could never have a grip on him or his people. Um, and that the, the most daunting thing in the, in the world to the world is dying. And the, and the most powerful message of Christ is that death has no hold. Mm -hmm. No more chains. Yeah. So now what does this change for us? 
I, I know that I that we've kind of given it in different ways. Um, but going explicitly, like what did this resurrection of Christ change for us? Bennett, you want it? Yeah. Um <clears throat> to put it simply, uh it changes everything. Um mm-hmm. I mean we're talking about we're talking about the the original punishment that we faced was eternal death. It was it was life in hell. It was um the the I mean the worst thing imaginable um uh, for me and I'm sure for many of you. And and we were looking it right in the face with uh absolutely no help whatsoever until but Jesus, um as Come the on. scripture says, um when when he when he fulfilled the, the gospel and, and the prophecy and um, and resurrected and, and, and showed death that it has absolutely no place with him um, and, and freed us from that punishment. I mean, we get eternal life with our Savior, um, with, our bro- with our fellow brothers and sisters. Um, and until then, we get to share his gospel and we get to um, fellowship with others and, and fight with others and, um, and live in his name um, to try to, to um, spread the news and, and share that gospel. So, um, I mean, quite simply, it, it changes everything. Hmm. Danny, crack, crack into some scripture, brother. Yo, let me, y'all, simply put, kind of like Bennett was just saying, what changes because of Jesus' death and resurrection? Freedom. Hmm. You are no longer bound hmm. to the sin of your youth, the sin of last night, of today, of next year. It's paid for. All of it. And there's life afterwards. Jesus rose again. And you have too. If you are a Christian and have confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So Romans 7, 4 through 6 says this, so my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us, and the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. But now, We have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the spirit. The law, the Mosaic laws given were great. You know, it created a sacrificial system. That's how people lived for a long time. But the point of those was to reveal conviction. Hmm. Those laws were not life-giving. The new law from Jesus is life-giving. We now live in freedom. We have the freedom to follow these laws, not a burden. His yoke is easy. There's no longer this weight of following the letter of the law. We're not living the life of the Spirit. And that's another thing that came from the death is the Spirit. The paraclete in Greek. Um, 1 Corinthians 1545, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. When Jesus died, was resurrected, he appeared back on earth, he appeared to the disciples, 
He appeared to 500 people. He appeared to Paul and then was glorified to the right hand of the Father. This is what the Bible says. And after that, he said he was going to send a helper, Acts 2. He sends the Holy Spirit. And then after that, boom, people start getting saved left and right. The apostles and disciples are now performing miracles. Everything's going crazy because Jesus' spirit is now living inside of those who believe in him mm-hmm. because he was glorified to the Father. So that's another another huge thing that comes from Jesus' resurrection, the Holy Spirit. The third part of the Trinity is now with us, living inside you and me. You know, I, this is I love this example. In the Old Testament, you know, they would set up the tabernacle, right? And the Levitical priest, the high priest, would go in to the Holy of Holies to be with the Lord, right? Clouds would descend upon the tabernacle just like they would on the mountain when Moses went there, and they were with God, right? And these crazy things would happen because of it. You and I, if you are in Christ Jesus, carry around the same God with you. Mm. The same miracle power, the same thing that caused life after death, water to wine, the same power that the disciples carried with them, healing the sick, the blind, raising people from the dead. You carry it with you. I carry it with me. The God of the universe is walking alongside us, guiding us and lighting our footpath. There's freedom from sin. The entire Bible, all of it, Old Testament and New Testament, points towards Jesus' death and resurrection. Mm. And that's it. Walk in freedom because of that. Yeah, and running off that real quick, I'm going to jump in front of you here, Paul. You're amazing. Uh, Basically... What I was, um, what I was getting at there before Danny, um, my heart was kind of set on Romans six right before he was spitting that, that Romans seven vibe. Um, most of you have heard uh, Romans six twenty three probably, um, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But um, I'm going to go back a few verses and read all of that from verse nineteen. So from verse nineteen, um, Romans six says. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which Danny touched on, uh, which led even deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now... You are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. Then verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm. Take it away, Paul. Go ahead. Come on, dude. Yeah, I, that's great words from both of you guys, the Spirit through you guys. I, We no longer have to to face death daily or eternally mm. um so and we can now spend eternity in glory and in the light that it's it's not like we just only are free from death in the end um we are free from death which is sin which is darkness which is bondage every single day that we walk on this thing that god breathes to life um, and so Ecclesiastes 3.11 says he has put eternity into man's heart. Mm. 
And uh, and Hebrews 1.3 says, He is the radiance, this is about Jesus, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. And He upholds the universe by His word of His power. After making purification for sins, so after His death and resurrection, He sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Doing this so that we could do the same. That's me adding that. So Jesus did all this in order so God so that God's people could could follow him and do the same. Um there's a when we t- when we talk about in a minute what it means for us today, there's a, there's some incredible verses in Second Corinthians in Corinthians that I can't wait to share as the Lord put that on my heart. Um but to be reminded that that we have been called in Jesus and in his resurrection to walk in the light. Um Right, so Jesus being allegorically referred to as the light, as the great morning star, as all these things, um, it is not only an eternal salvation, it is a daily salvation from the things we were slaves to previously uh, because of this resurrection, uh, because he conquered the one thing no man could ever conquer on his own, Um, but by the Spirit he was raised so that we can be raised by the Spirit daily. And eternally. So now, um, so what does it mean for us today? Dan, I want you to lead. I'll go second. Bennett, close us. Are we down? All right. All yeah. Right. Danny, you there? What you got? Um. Yeah, I'm right here, baby. Let's go. All right. When you when you look at Daniel in high school, um, you see a lost guy who really wanted attention. Um. I wanted affection, affirmation, X, Y, Z. And these are still things that, you know, my flesh craves um, because it's product of my story. Just like all of our sin, all of our struggles, it's product of our story. God created us in a way to be tempted in certain ways, ultimately to lead us to him. Right? God doesn't, the Bible says that God doesn't cause us to sin, but he allows us to be tempted, not more than we can handle. Um. And that's what you see when you look at Daniel High School, and even in the college, um, just a lost kid, hurting, and seeking fulfillment. Um, and you fast forward to Daniel today, still a lost kid at times, uh, struggling at times, but free. Right, the the sin that used to haunt me, whatever it might have been, no longer has the final say. Hmm. Right, my sin has been put on the cross with Jesus, and my soul has been resurrected with him. Right, I now have eternal life in the Lord because of Jesus' death and resurrection for me, and yes, for you. And it's freedom, you know. Recently, like anxiety has been a big struggle of mine, um, and just worrying about so many different things should I do this, should I do that, you know. How can I fix these problems? And the problem ultimately has been fixed for me. If my gaze, if your gaze is fixed on the Lord, there's freedom in it. And he's going to guide us in that. The spirit, which came because of Jesus's death, death and resurrection, lives inside me. It lives inside you if you are saved. And it guides you. So now... It's the constant process of refinement. Sanctification is a big fancy word for it. It just means becoming more like Christ. 
and God guides us in that. He holds He holds my hand and walks me along. You know, Psalm 37, 24, it's one of my life verses. It says, though they stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord holds them by the right hand. And that's that's the truth of it. I still stumble to this day. You know, I'm not perfect. No one's going to be on this side of heaven. But God holds me up and keeps me from completely just wiping out. Mm. So that's what it means to me. I live in freedom because of Jesus' resurrection. Come on. Paul, what you got? Man. Um, oh, dude. So today it means that we have an, an unwavering, we can have an unwavering boldness um, mm. because of the permanent glory that is the second covenant brought by Jesus Christ. So 2 Corinthians 3 uh, talks about how um, we have a great confidence through Christ towards God. And and it, and Moses brought the first covenant on tablets, the law. And there was glory in those tablets. People couldn't gaze upon him when he had them. So that was that was a law as as 2 Corinthians 3 says, that was a uh, a, a ministry of death, a law of death that we were that they were shown that they could not achieve this rightness and this eternal glory by their lonesome. That was the purpose of the first covenant, and then the second covenant that is the minist- the ministry of life with uh, with so much more glory than the first covenant has has given us a a permanent opportunity. Um, and a permanent victory that we can have a permanent glory um, leading that that is the root of our boldness right mm-hmm. it says in verse 12 that we have such a hope we are very bold um, and and there and our ministry uh, it says because only through Christ um, is the veil of understanding taken away so that so that that life can truly be given through the law um, and so that is like the death for us today means that, that we can live understanding that we have victory and we can be bold in every circumstance, um, for, for the purpose of, of others salvation. Um, and then also I have in second Corinthians, um, four fourteen right. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. Um, that he he raised Jesus and plans to do the same with us. Um, and, and it says that, that Jesus will, or the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. I misquoted that last verse. I had two verses mixed up. Um, yeah, so knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. Um, so what that means for us today is that we have a confidence um, that cannot be broken. Um, there is no situation on this earth that can hold us. There is no good thing that this that this world tells us to walk in um, that is worthy of praise. Um, there that we we can live with an unwavering hope and boldness, understanding that that Christ has given us victory, um, as He tells us in. Uh, John sixteen thirty three, right? That he's overcome the world. And so, Bennett, I would love it if you rounded us off and then we could chop it up about some topics. Yeah. 
Um, where do I want to start? That's a good question. Um, I think I'm going to stay in Romans, right here in Romans 8. Um, what, what, does, what does his death and resurrection mean for us today? Um, Romans 8, verse 15. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we're God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Um, his, his death and resurrection makes us heirs to the throne. Um, and, and it brings us into um, eternal life, into his glory, into um, a life without defeat. Um, close your eyes. Let's go back to that 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 scene that that moment that i was trying to paint for you guys earlier with that kick return and and the touchdown and and winning the big game and and all of that now imagine you're in the locker room before that game even starts <clears throat> and 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 collectively as a team you know that you're going to win you, you know what the final score is going to be you know exactly what's going to happen in the game and you know that you will you will not lose you cannot lose H how freeing is that game going to be how how much better are you going to be able to play knowing knowing that that there is victory already you don't, you you didn't even have to play the game and you still get victory i, I don't know about you guys but that gets me that gets me juiced that gets me amped up i'm not, because because god put a competitive soul in my body and 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 i'll be honest i love to win like or I, like i hate losing more than i love to win and and losing is no fun for me. I'm a bad loser, and and that's my own heart, and I got to work on that. But knowing that there is victory before the game even starts, man, oh man, um, hmm. what a way what a way to play the game. Um, and here, let me let me finish it off with some scripture because my words are are just broken. Um, all right, so we're we're still in Romans eight here, but we're to verse thirty one. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us, whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with him. Um, oh, I have chills. Um, hmm. It's... I was about to say it's one of those things, but it's the only thing. It's it's mm. it's everything. Um, and what it means for me today is that I get to walk like like Paul and Dan was saying. I get to walk boldly, fearlessly, um, with him, knowing that there's victory. Um, and that's W's all day long. Um, and and oof. those W's may not look how you. They will not. I will probably say. Yeah, they definitely won't. No. They will not right. look how right. you expect them to look. And, and in Romans 8, right right here, but if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Exactly. So I'm not promising it's going to be easy. But. Amen. I mean, I shared something with Bennett and Dan, um, or the Lord through me, rather, before we started about how Paul is talking in um, in 2 Corinthians um, about how 
like it's in second Corinthians four that like in, in affliction, in confusion, in persecution, in being forsaken, um, that we are bearing the body of Jesus Christ. So others may see it lived out through us. Um, Mm -hmm. and so your victories are promised, but they're not promised to, to fit your prideful heart and how you want them to look. True. Um, and so, yeah, dude. And this gospel is so personal. This resurrection is so personal. And, and none of us, um, none of us three are, are worthy of any praise and especially before Christ working actively in our lives or us allowing, um, us putting our pride aside and humbling ourselves to allow the Lord to work. Um, without that, none of us are even close to who we are today. True. And so it is, it is a, it is a completely life altering in the best way in your joy and peace and, and fulfillment and purpose and freedom. Um, and all things good, your life will be flipped on its head. And if you allow this resurrection to like sit true in your heart, Daniel, I feel like you have something. Are you itching right now? I, yeah, dude. Okay, I'm that's what I thought. Standing up at my seat. Come on, baby. Uh, I just like, I want to talk directly to the person listening to this. That whatever you're struggling with, it like I said, it, it doesn't have the final say. Hmm. All right. John 8, 3, 6. You know, Kanye West quotes it extremely yeah. well. Whom the sun sh- sets free is free indeed. All right, to you, Christian up there, struggling with whatever it is, you are set free. That sin is not binding you. God is. You are bound to the Lord and to the Lord alone. There is healing to be had, and you will experience healing. All right, it like Paul said, it might not look exactly how you're expecting it to. Often it doesn't. I and I'm speaking from my my story. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't look like what I am expecting it to. But ten times out of ten, it's better than what I was hoping for. Mm. Hmm. The Lord has not forsaken you. The Lord is with you. He is covering you. Seek Him for healing for fulfillment and for peace because he gives all of them freely and you're not alone. If you need help, reach out to us, reach out to your friends, local Mm. church. Mm. You aren't alone in this walk. Jesus sees you. He knows your name. He knew you before creation. You're not a mistake. Hmm. So just keep going. It's hard. It's very hard. I know Paul and Bennett can attest to that tenfold. The walk isn't easy, and it's not supposed to be. You know, we get to take part in Christ's humanity because of the struggles and afflictions we face here on earth. Mm. But praise God for that, that it's not easy because it makes us glorify the Lord more because we see what he did for us. Mm. Sharing, af- sharing affliction, sharing glory. Um, I'm going to pray. Are we cool with that? Are we rounding yeah. it up right now? I was going to mm-hmm. say, if Frozen. we wanted to talk about the brokenness of the world right now, I feel like that could even be its own episode. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Because we could go on a lot of conversation. <laughs>
All right, I'm going to pray. God, um, Father, you are so good. Um, thank you that, that your mercies are new every day, um, that we have an opportunity to be right with you every day. Lord, thank you that, that before we even face trials, you've given us victory. Um, Lord, thank you that, that we can walk in that. Um, Father, I just ask that you work on, on every single heart um, that's listening to this podcast. Um, on Bennett and Daniel and me and the ark of pure joy, um, that you're working on every single heart. Lord, uh, above all else, bring us closer to you, whatever that means. Um, Father, I ask that um, no matter what it takes, you make us more like Jesus. And and our hearts are quick to be scared at that thought, no matter what it takes. Um, Lord, but help us to have this great boldness in you. Uh, this great hope in understanding that you have given us victory over over all things, over this world. That this is not our home. We are simply residents um, of earth while we are citizens of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord, you say in John 15 uh, that you are the vine and we are the branches. And apart from you, we can do nothing. Um, help that to sit true in our hearts. For us to understand that any bit of goodness that we can perform is done by you through us. Um, Lord, if there's anybody listening to this that that does not trust you as their personal Savior and does not believe that you died and were, and were raised so that they could have this freedom. And they never had to live in chains to sin and death again. Um, Lord, go after their heart today. And, and Father, if, if any of us um, talking on this podcast or any of us that, that, that have you in us, but we are walking apart from that truth, um, Lord, convict us. Convict us and send us true north that we can walk straight towards you. Um, God, you are so good and so worthy of being right with. Uh, help us to live like those things are true. Father, thank you for everything that you have done, that you are doing, and that you will do. And we love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hit that button. Fear.